Hey, happy Wednesday. It is Dominic D'Angelo, dirt sheet writer of adfreeshows.com and sescoops.com. And I am here with, you guessed it, Robert Karpolis, also known as WD Creative-ish on X, former WD writer. Robert, what a Wednesday we got cooking here, huh? We got so much stuff to talk about here today. It's an exciting day. It's an exciting week uh, to be here tuning in Rumor and Innuendo. We're so appreciative of all of you tuning in on our various social media platforms where we're streaming. You can catch us on YouTube on ad-free shows and on the Rumor and Innuendo YouTube page. Go subscribe there. We're also streaming on X, on Twitter, on whatever the hell it's called today, <laughs> WWE Creative underscore ISH, Dominic D'Angelo's Twitter, my, uh, my SE, I'm now owning SE Scoops. Screw it. Tell Mike I now own SE Scoops. We're streaming on SE Scoops. Breaking news. Uh, we're on Podcast Heat, who makes this show possible. Uh, and also, you can get us anywhere you, you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify. Those are the only two I can think of. But uh, I think Google Google shut down, right? Google, Google Podcasts is, is gone. Yeah. I still use it. That's my primary podcast app of choice, but it is shutting down in April. So I got to relocate, migrate, if you will. You guys, if you want to find us, you can find us. Uh, where we're here, we're we're right here. I'm sitting in my in my kitchen today, broadcasting <laughs> from a different location, a little bit of a a, a different view. Dom wearing a a penguin's hat, just rubbing the hockey stuff in my face. I'm trying very hard not to take it personally, but uh, Dom got a lot of stuff to talk about, man. Oh yeah, we're gonna throw the gloves down. Speaking of hockey, and talk a whole lot of variety of topics. All uh, things rumored in innuendo. All things rumored innuendo, yes. Uh, there's an interesting little tidbit about Vanilla Ice buying Eddie Guerrero's car. But uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, so a certain tag team showed up on NXT last night. Uh, Bruce Pritchard returning to Raw backstage. And, uh, but we're going to kick it off with Elimination Chamber. And who happens to show up in Perth but The Undertaker? Um there was a video caught on social media of The Undertaker, Randy Orton, Triple H, Bobby Lashley, and a few more, I believe, showing up in Perth, Australia. Robert, where would where do you see The Undertaker fitting into the bill of the Elimination Chamber, this whole PLE event, making it feel special even more that the dead man is there? Uh, sitting in a suite and hopefully doing very, very little. Um, <laughs> I, To me, The Undertaker is retired he's he's done i get that you want to bring him into places i know he was in saudi arabia for he presented the the soccer trophy which yep. if you're a soccer fan huge deal if you're not a soccer fan there was a clip of him people were celebrating he's holding up a trophy i watched ted last so that's about the extent you're getting from me <laughs> um maybe you want to give that that entrance to the to the crowd in perth because it would look cool and you want to make this thing feel special for those those folks that are there. But I think The Undertaker is an ambassador for the WWE. He is a recognized figure. The, the big mascot, the big recognized figure you would generally use in these sorts of situations would have been Vince. You know, you're, you're in a new place. It's a new environment. You would have had Vince McMahon come out there. These are fans that have waited years, possibly decades to see a major live WWE event. You want to make it feel special. And Undertaker has global cachet. The, the Saudi royal family valued the Undertaker. They wanted him there for events. They drew him kind of out of this quasi-retirement to have him wrestle before. So why not you know use a little Undertaker magic for, uh, for Chamber? Yeah, it's kind of, 
you know, we're typically used to seeing when the Undertaker would show up, like for these kind of events that, you know, hey, or a legend just in general, it would just be, yeah, hey, let's introduce something. And maybe that's all it's going to be. But I'm pretty curious too, you know, with the new regime of like Triple H kind of being the creative control and um, the aspect that, you know, they involved him uh, with the late Bray Wyatt that one time, brought him in for Braun Breaker uh, on NXT and stuff like that, kind of got involved. Do you think there is a temptation to kind of get him uh, intrigued into or involved with the uh, Seth Cody angle, maybe mentioning The Rock? Would you do that, too, as, as a writer? Would you implement that and make it feel higher stakes to have The Undertaker say something? I wouldn't because I think, in part, The Undertaker, uh, the aura, the mystique of him participating has been demystified a little uh -huh. bit. We see them promoting the one dead man show. You know, he went, he was the one guy who you didn't know anything about Undertaker. You right. knew about all the other wrestlers. They were very candid behind the scenes. Uh, Taker, very protective of who his character was. You didn't get a lot of outside interviews with Taker. You didn't learn a lot about him. Now in 2024, he has a podcast. He has a, a one-man show. He's constantly posting Instagram and Twitter things, which is baffling he was the one guy dom when we were there when i when i was there when i was working there you called him undertaker really we were told like guys will introduce however they are that's generally what protocol was if it's like sean michaels if he says hey i'm sean you call him sean if he says hey i'm michael you know you call him michael uh stephanie was very clear on that with with hunter she's like in the office he's hunter at home he's paul so this new shift of calling him Paul Triple H Levesque goes against what we were sort of taught and ingrained. But Undertaker was always Undertaker. Even Vince would call him Taker. You wouldn't be like, hey, Mark. Like, it just didn't happen. Yeah. So to that end, if you're going to use Taker at all, you drop the lights, you do the entrance, he comes out to do the attendance announcement, and the crowd's happy. Like, that's all you need from him. Plugging him into a story, he's not going to be involved in physicality. I don't right. want to see Undertaker and Rock mix it up in any way, shape, or form. I don't want to see him trying to sway with, Co you know, Cody. Like, I don't want to see any of that nonsense. I just leave <laughs> him the story. where he is. <laughs> and it's WrestleMania 40. They're going to bring out a bunch of big legends at that point in time. I think Taker being the guy to announce, you know, welcome to Perth, Australia. Here's our attendance figures. You guys have set a new non-rugby related record and <laughs> let the let the people go wild. Yeah. It's so you don't even think a choke slam's gonna go down. He won't choke slam Grace. I don't see any I don't see any physicality <laughs> whatsoever with Taker because what do you what do you really get out of it? You're not gonna get a match with him. And mm -hmm. I think something that Hunter understands I'm hoping legends for that kind of physicality it only hurts the guy that they wind up working with yeah 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 no it's a fair point so it'll be interesting to see how they utilize him at especially at 5 a.m in the morning for us we will when we're tuning in holy cats well uh, i'm glad they're there now like you said orton's there hunter posted a video from the stadium uh lashley's there they need time to acclimate. They need time to get used to being in that environment and feeling themselves. 
So they they got there yesterday. To, they got there on Tuesday our time, which mm-hmm. I believe is next Sunday in Australia. And uh, it was a joke, Dom. It's, 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 I, it's, I think they're like 16, 18 hours apart, whatever it may be. Um, I like to believe it, though. SmackDown already taped. Like, they're there. They care about quality of life for their talent, which is definitely one of those shifts that you're seeing in terms of how WWE is doing things. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, Kevin Owens happened Heard to him. Yeah. Kevin Owens happened to mention uh, Elimination Chamber. Uh, you know, he's going to be there, obviously. And he had some words to, to talk about it and hyped it up pretty darn good. Uh, he said, it's in Perth. This was on a SmackDown Digital exclusive, by the way. He says, it's in Perth. It's going to be front of thousands and thousands and thousands of people that have been waiting for a PLE in their city, in their country, on their continent for a very long time. It really does not get much bigger than this. WrestleMania is huge, but Elimination Chamber is going to give WrestleMania a run for its money as far as the sheer magnitude of the event and what it means to everybody. Uh, Chamber, bring it on. As risky as it is, as dangerous as it is, I'm all in. I'm going to give it everything I have. I'm going to leave it all in Perth. Uh, pretty good hype stuff from Kevin. And do you think what he says kind of, will kind of resonate, that it does give WrestleMania a run for its money in certain ways? It's going to be a spectacle. I think that's the takeaway. Obviously, he's trying to sell every show. Mania is mania. Nothing's going to touch WrestleMania. WrestleMania is its the Super Bowl. It's the World Series. It's the Oscars. It's the single biggest night of the year. Two nights of the year now, sorry. Um, Elimination Chamber, we're seeing it when they go to France. We're seeing it when they go to Germany. We've seen it in Saudi Arabia. These international shows give you such a different vibe, a different feel. The Money in the Bank pay-per-view last year from London felt like a WrestleMania. Like that audience was rabid. They're passionate. They love what they're seeing. We kind of take it for granted. If you you live here in the States, you get the WWE come hour, two-hour drive at least once a year. So if you really want to see the WWE, you can show up. You can go and, and, and see an event. When you're in a foreign country, especially Australia, like unless they're flying over for Mania, you're not getting those guys in your backyard. You're not getting a chance to see those wrestlers up close and personal. So when you get that moment, that opportunity, they're going to be they're going to be off the charts. So yeah, they're going to make this a big spectacle. It's in a huge stadium. The, the chamber itself is very impressive looking. Yeah. The concern that I have, the minor concern production-wise, is you don't want to make it seem dwarfed in that huge venue. So production team has a couple days to work that out, but you do a wide shot from the upper deck of the stadium, even the massive chamber is going to look small. So that'll be something they have to work out. Owen's very good at hyping it. Owens, also one of those guys, Dom, he doesn't have a clear path to Mania. So this is kind of his WrestleMania. Right, yeah. Who knows what, where that's going to lay out? Is he going to go up, up against Logan Paul? Is that something that can be kind of reheated up again? And uh, Or where will he fall in? Like uh, Sami Zayn, we talked about being possibly into the equation, maybe with Gunther or something too. So it's very interesting to see those two former tag team champions now 
and where they might be uh, at WrestleMania a year removed from from winning those belts. But um, something you don't want dwarfed, but you want more of a wide shot of is your performance in the bedroom, Robert, with Blue Chew. Please tell us about it. <laughs> wow. Look at you. Like the king of segue. So good at that segue, guys. I'm willing to ignore the fact that he used the word belt. But more importantly, guys, today's episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Blue Chew tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped directly to your door in a discreet package. And when it comes time for you to remove your belt, yes, Dom, this is the only time you can use the word belt. You want to make sure that you are ready to go. And that's why Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special offer just for you, just for our viewers, just for our listeners, just for the rumor and innuendo universe. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code RUMOR at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code RUMOR to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast and sponsoring the next time Dom takes off his belt. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Which might be tonight. Hey, dear Lord, dude, this is a family show. <laughs> is it? I don't even know. Is it? Uh, we don't well, cuss on here. What kids? Swear. What kids are home from like not in school at, at noon? I a lot of folks message me that like, this is this is what they're doing during their lunch hour. They're taking the time off. They're joining us. We thank you for joining. We thank yes. you for being part of the uh, the the chat. Your comments, little. A little peek behind the curtain to steal the word from uh, our boy Conrad. Smaller curtain than what Conrad needs. We love you, Conrad. Um, this episode, we're actually taping slightly before live, so that's why there are no live comments being thrown out there today. I'm sure some of our great fans like Mike Malaro and Johnny Disco are going, hey, where's 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 the love? We're, I'm not seeing it here today. We're taping slightly earlier, but same great quality. It's only about a half hour earlier. So unless something dramatic breaks in the next 30 minutes and you're going, hey, it's it's 12.05. Why are you guys not talking about X? Here's why. So we're being transparent. We're all about transparent here. There's no there's no kayfabe going on here, Dom. Uh, but let's uh, let's shift gears. What do we got next? Yeah. I mean, hey, we're talking. This is rumor and innuendo. We're talking about the man that coined the phrase here coming up next. Uh, Bruce Pritchard makes his return backstage uh, reported by. PW Insider at Raw, he was back at gorilla position after having a tricep surgery. Uh, so he's back in the mix here. Um, Robert, what do you think of having uh, Bruce back? And tell me a little bit, too, about your experience with Bruce Pritchard backstage. <laughs> um, <laughs> so first, it's it's. I'm glad Bruce is back. I'm glad he's he's healed. He is gone. Situation going on with, with his triceps. He's, he's logged it on. Uh, something to wrestle, which is here as part of the ad-free shows world. But Bruce, being backstage, he's a guy who keeps the trains on time. When you've been doing this as long as Bruce Pritchard has, he understands the different elements you need to get TV ready to go. 
You're going to have a, a, a format. You're going to have your run sheet. You're going to have all your pre-tapes. Everything's going to be laid out. You're going to have someone who's making sure time cues are being hit, that there is a flow to the show. And we talked about it yesterday, how great the the feel of Raw was. Raw felt yeah. like a, a big-time show, I'm sure in large part because Bruce Pritchard was there. Uh, I worked with Bruce and Doug. Bruce anecdote when I my very first day on the road they said you're gonna you're gonna shadow Bruce I was like, okay great Bruce brings me around explains the rule you got to go introduce yourself to everybody Bruce starts introducing me as a contest winner <laughs> this, this here's this here's Robert he's a he's a contest winner uh he gets to follow me around for the day and the first couple I'm like hi nice to meet you and then I and he was waiting to see what I was going to do. And then I went along with the bit. Yeah. And I started talking about how I wrote an essay about how Bruce Pritchard changed my life. And this <laughs> is my, this is my reward. So much so that when the next week, when I was back and people are like, what are you, what are you still doing? Here? <laughs> like, they thought I did such a great job. Uh, Cena used to just call me contest winner. Really? Oh, that's great. <laughs> so thank you, Bruce, uh, for that. Had a uh, had a longstanding relationship with uh, Mr. Pritchard. Uh, when I was at the Panthers, we brought him and Connie in for a live something to wrestle event. They made me look great. So always a big fan of of utilizing Bruce, his podcast guys. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you're definitely a fan of that. It's the namesake of our show, Rumor and Innuendo. So glad to have Bruce back in the fold. Well, Robert, so you, what you're telling me here is you're the original CW contest winner. CW. Uh, I see what you're doing there. See what you're doing, man. But even though we're pre-taped and even though we got that, we, here's the thing, guys. We may, be, we may not be live. We don't have that kind of runway. Dom's got to wrap this thing up. He's got to polish it up and get it uploaded, which yeah. is a major hassle, major issue. This is why on top of being my co-host, he's a producer extraordinaire. Uh, you've got this. I saw the clip you, you posted from the RVD pod. Yeah. And uh, Rob Van Dam is going to be wrestling Dom tonight. Tonight, my the star of my show, uh, one of a kind with RVD, is going to be wrestling on AEW Dynamite tonight in triple tag action with uh, somebody that uh, Robert's familiar with too. Uh, Sir, so Swerve Strickland, Samoa Joe, and Brian Cage are going to be taking on RVD. Hook, friend of uh, RVD's, and the controversial Hangman Page at the moment. So. Uh, Pretty good main event. Uh, you're rubbing all those elbows here with uh, some top guys. And then RVD's back in the mix, too. I The interesting note about this is it's been over 14 years since RVD last faced Samoa Joe, I believe. Or first faced him. I don't know if they faced one another in between there. but uh, And the tables have turned because RVD back then was the TNA champion. Samoa Joe was just a non-title match challenger for him. And uh, Rob won that match. So... Uh, it'll be pretty interesting uh, main event that they have going here. Also on tap, Robert, uh, Claudio and John Moxley. Uh, the Blackpool Combat Club will be taking on FTR in tag action. And then all they have listed remaining, this is it, Robert, is Tony Storm in action, no opponent listed. Deanna Perrazzo in action, no opponent listed. But that's all they have promoted so far for tonight's uh, tonight's episode, Robert. What do you think of that? So the F, this this whole FTR Blackpool Combat Club thing confuses the hell out of me, mm -hmm. just because you've been telling this story now for weeks on Dynamite, which 
based on the ratings is to show people watch. I get there's collision. I get there's rampage. Good for you. Um, but most of the audience is watching dynamite. And when they've seen Moxley and they've seen Claudio, they've been baby faces feuding with the outside interloping CMLL. Mm -hmm. Then you had them abruptly turn heel on FTR last week. And now you're setting up this match. It's a little bit of whiplash. Yeah, it's very, uh, I don't know it's how Blackpool Combat Club has been handled overall. Uh, it's just head scratching, I think, because like they cater to what the show needs at that moment to further a story or just that certain match. So it's like if they're necessarily to be heels, they can be heels. If they need to be baby faces, they're baby faces. And, you know, ultimately you have talents like Moxley and Danielson. Now, Claudio is can be a notorious heel, but those two guys, Danielson and uh, Moxie, they're just so established that they're almost always baby faces. It seems for, for better, or for worse. And, um, you know, I do it. I, now I from, from last week's dynamite, I actually enjoyed their match. Uh, the singles match between Mox and, uh, Dax. One another, yeah. Hard hitting way, very good way to open it. But like, again, like, I was kind of rooting for Moxley in that whole thing. So it's just like, there's just an aspect of it. That's just kind of, I don't know. It doesn't line up very well. Now, not to say they're not going to have a good match because both guys are all four guys are very talented, but yeah, it's, I'm with you, Robert, where it's just like, what's going on here. <laughs> you know, it's, it's confusing what you're trying to do. They feel like they, they should be like the BSCC. They're the big show combat clubs. They keep turning heel <laughs> and face on an almost constant basis that the audience just doesn't know who to sink their teeth into. Mm -hmm. You know, are we, are we booing Blackpool combat club because they're dastardly heels? Are we celebrating them because they are baby faces? Are they, I hate the term tweener, but are they just like this, whoever we're facing, that's what we're going to be, which by default kind of makes you a baby face. But the, the abrupt attack after the match last week, felt strange seeing this match here. It's, it does feel like it's a matter of necessity. The main event six man tag is an odd hodgepodge. I get it. You're putting swerve on the heel side. You're putting hangman on the baby face side. My guess is because you're putting a like Rob Van Dam in there who the audience truly loves. Mm -hmm. It's somebody for hangman to get in an argument with shove hit whoever and further the idea that Hangman Page is the heel in the situation without being a heel, hewing a little close to what we're doing with Drew McIntyre on Raw. But we'll see. Van Dam, he's a he's still insanely good for for his age, for the years and decades of experience that he has. But he's a fantastic mascot talent. And what I mean by that is, you guys love. He's gonna get a reaction. So anytime somebody does something to him, it has that much more meaning. Yeah, yeah. He can, like, he's got the cachet and the talent to to do what he's always been capable of. But on top of that, too, he's just got that attachment with fans that's so innate and uh, so rare when it comes to a certain uh, sort of one-of-a-kind, if you will, uh, if when it comes to, uh, you know, making that connection with fans. So Good Lord, my eyes rolled in the back of my head when you said that. <laughs> yeah, I lost that's, the contact lens. <laughs> that's why I wore glasses today. Yes. Uh, all right. So we'll continue here real quick. I wanted to, before we close out, we have a couple more topics to cover. Uh, Josh Alexander, we wanted to talk about this yesterday, resigns with TNA. 
Um, he had some quotes uh, with the rebranding and return of those iconic letters, TNA, those letters that inspired me to get in the ring in the first place and chase this wild dream of being a wrestler. I've dreamt of that moment, being there at Hard to Kill, hearing those letters. Said Alexander, I got a lot of work to do this year. I have to find some success because I think more so than myself, the 15-year-old kid who was sitting on the couch never dreamt that it was possible, wouldn't believe that I could be TNA world champion or TNA X division champion. Things that are still on my bucket list, but I know my son wants me to bring home some gold. So, Robert, what do you think of them signing, uh, re-signing Alexander? What value does he add to TNA? So it the story was out there, and if you kind of dig in a little bit, and maybe this is me putting lawyer hat on, mm -hmm. they didn't really re-sign Josh Alexander. They extended an option yeah. to him for an additional year. And that basically means they have first right of refusal. Do we want to keep this guy for another year? Or do we want to let him go and explore the open market? They've exercised that option. So it's not like Josh Alexander actively said, I want to come back for another year. Sign me up. Obviously, they're going to have discussions. You don't want someone that's going to be uh, a malcontent. He's making he's making the, the, the right gestures, saying the right things of how excited he is. But I think he knows that in 2025, he's going to be a significant free agent. And he's somebody who's a great complimentary piece for WWE, for AEW. I think he would do well in, in NXT, which is going to be on the CW. Uh, you've got other promotions that may want him uh, floating around there. And TNA may want to re-sign him. They may have more solid footing in a year from now. And Josh Alexander prominently featured in there. He has been a real bright spot for Impact over the last few years. He's become a major star there in TNA. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen. But I think the story is less that Josh Alexander has re-signed and more the clock is on for where are we going to see Josh Alexander come February of 2025? It's a great point. Um, and yeah, he would fit beautifully in certain in a lot of different areas, I think, in WWE. You know, you think about there's the Creed brothers, you think about um, Chad Gable being there, uh, the possibilities that you could kind of do that and uh, just have another established kind of quality wrestler that's that's there and uh, furthering that talent and showcasing a lot of what those WWE superstars are capable of. All right, uh, we'll get to this next topic maybe uh, tomorrow, but I do, I have to- You steer the ship, dude. I go wherever you tell me to go. Oh, captain, my captain, I will stand up on the table and, and I will not stand up. on. The table. Well, I think I'm, you're going to be like, wow, this was a valuable thing to talk about because it involves none other than mega superstar, pop superstar, Vanilla Ice and him buying Eddie Guerrero's low rider. <laughs> what decade is this that you're like mega superstar, Vanilla Ice? Like you have Death the same metal culture. star, rap star. How can he not be, Robert? You How have the same cultural awareness as Vince McMahon at this point. <laughs> Oh, we got to get vanilla ice here. God um, damn. <laughs> damn, son. Look at his hair. Right. So this uh, was said on uh, scscoops.com. Vanilla Ice revealed in a oh, video. Oh, that's why you're saying this, because this is a little self-plug. <laughs> I did not I like get this. it. I, I get it. it. It's a little. You'll know. You'll have self-love. And a little and bit. guys, <laughs> if you need a little self-love, bluechew.com, Blue promo Chew. code rumor. <laughs> I don't know. I Throw did not like this, actually, Robert. I have stepped on every word you have just said. I will let you talk now about this amazing vin what did vanilla ice do hell no, vanilla ice so he revealed in a video on his youtube channel that he acquired 
the low rider, Eddie Guerrero's low rider for $15,000 from someone who seemingly underestimated its value, unaware of its connection to Eddie Guerrero. I speculated that the seller may not have realized the potential six-figure worth of this car. He also mentioned that the seller had already invested $30,000 on improvements. In the video, I showcased the car, complete with custom Eddie Guerrero WWE Championship. Obviously, he knew the connection to the pro wrestling history. He wants to make sure that the low rider is in good hands. Now, I did not write this on SE Scoops, just as a disclaimer, because he said, this writer said, that Vanilla Ice was a one-hit wonder, and I disagreed. You had Ice Ice Baby, but you also had the Ninja Rap from the Ninja Turtles. That's of. exactly what I thought of. Mm -hmm. He is a two-hit wonder. Two-hit wonder. Uh, also, a, a home renovation design star. He had his own TV show doing that. Uh, I think he lives down here, not that far from me. Neighbors. Robert is neighbors with Vanilla can, Ice. I have not seen his lowrider pull by, but I think there's something really funny about the fact that he swooped in, got this deal. What a cool piece of wrestling memorabilia to have, to have an Eddie Guerrero used lowrider. There were there were several. It wasn't like there was just one. It was depending on what city you were in, you would you would get them. So maybe this was the lowrider that was used for one of the shoots. I don't know, but good on good on Vanilla Ice. It's always nice to see just celebrities in general who are actual wrestling fans for a while we were kind of taken advantage of like you would get someone who clearly didn't like the product, didn't follow the product, didn't know the product, but they want to go and promote their, their show. Not that I'm thinking of anyone in particular, Jeremy Piven, um, <laughs> summer fest, summer. <laughs> Dream men. Like you can tell when they have no want or desire to be there. It's kind of why yesterday I was a little harsh on the UFC stuff because I don't know how many of those guys are real fans or they view this as a joke and something that they just have to be a part of. Uh, but good on you, Vanilla Ice, for uh, for supporting WWE. And good on you guys for supporting us here at Rumor and Innuendo. Dom, we talked about your Rob Van Dam podcast. Where else can the fine folks find you? Sure, yeah. You can find me every Tuesday on Straight Talk with the Boss. Magnum TA and Greg Gagne. We covered it was <laughs> this past episode was pretty interesting because Greg Gagne sat through all of AEW Dynamite and gave his own review to it. So, uh, very, um, very interesting perspective and probably pretty darn sound perspective overall of how he views the product. I was nodding my head a lot of the times when it comes to that. But uh, check that out. Uh, you can also, yeah, as you know, follow me on Rob Van Dam, one of a kind with RVD. Every Monday at 420, it drops on rvdtv.com. So tune into that. And uh, Robert, Russell Roast Man, what else have you got going on? Yeah, you can hear my other podcast, Russell Roast, wherever you get your fine podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at WWCreative underscore ISH. And you can find us here every day at noon Eastern, almost every day live today. Weird anomaly, but we're here every Monday through Friday talking all the stories, breaking everything down. It's the, it's the fastest 30 minutes in all of pro wrestling. Uh, so on behalf of the incredibly fast Dominic D'Angelo, I'm Robert Karpolis. Best of luck in your future endeavors.